of the Fantasy Blue Balls podcast. I am Luke Walsh. I am joined by Eric Reesberg, and we are your hosts for tonight's episode. Eric, how are we doing tonight? Doing pretty good. Yeah, it's it's good to be back. Um, yeah. It was nice to have a little week off. There. Yeah. I was just like kind of burnt out from just like life generally. Kinda had, so Yeah, just kind of need a mental break. I just needed a then. break. Um, yeah. So big shout out to Blake for coming through and, and stitching something together. We we appreciate that. Yeah, greatly always. appreciate that. Was not expecting uh, anything to come of it. And then when what basically when you sent that message in the chat that Blake had sent something, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, that Blake's a total boss. Um, yeah. yeah. So thank you for doing that. Appreciate it. But glad to be back. Uh-huh. Um, ready to talk football. Very ready to talk football. Um, yeah, we took we took a week off and we missed your uh, the one celebration week that you could have had. <laughs> I know, I know. The week after I get my first win, but I, you know what? It's all on the up and up. I'm feeling better and better about my team yeah. every week. Right. I mean, you made some some good moves that are paying off earlier than expected. Yes, definitely. Yeah, the so. the ETN thing, especially, is working out really mm-hmm. well. So really, well. really happy with that trade so far. So we'll just and Justin Fields is finally coming to fruition after drafting him last year uh and just waiting so coming to fruition in a big way too yeah uh, they, over- i don't know why it has taken so long for the bears organization to figure out what justin fields is you uh, we knew what he was yeah you know what it was uh, well actually you kind of did but you didn't because he's running more now than he did in college yeah, but just like the athleticism, right? The athleticism, unreal. Sure. He's so yep. fast. It's stupid. It's stupid how how good he is at that. But yeah, I mean, you know, Nagy is quote unquote offensive minded, but he cannot game plan for anyone outside of what he thinks works. So Nick Foles, exactly. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so he didn't change the game plan for Justin Fields at all. And Eberflus uh, is fine. Eberflus and Getzey are actually changing the game plan to work with Justin Fields, and it is paying off in a big way. Yep, I'm into it. It's it's really good. It's fun to see the Bears be good again. Uh, and this, I mean, this is just the start of it, hopefully. You know, we've actually, like, gone in on Justin Fields, and we see his potential, like, fully now. And so now the next step is to just, like, maybe get a, a little continue bit. Continue to build up around him. Continue to build up around him, maybe get a little bit stronger offensive line, and then just one, one really good receiver would be amazing. Yeah, you also have to work on patching that defense up again. Yeah. it ha- now has lots of holes. Yeah, that would help, for sure. But but it's nice to have an offense that correct direction. We're in the right direction for the Bears. At we least. are. So that's very exciting to see. Um, and it's 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 funny going into like threads on just like social media where people are like, yeah, Justin Fields is great, but we're not turning it into wins. And I'm like, this is the best possible scenario for the Bears right now. Fields is showing that he's insanely good and can actually be productive in a Bears offense. And we're losing games to get a higher draft pick. This is great. It is. It is. It's like best case scenario, frankly, because they're not going to make the playoffs. No, God, no. But you also don't want to tank. It's demoralizing. It doesn't right. do anything for the players. But losing while trying? Yeah. Great. Losing, losing while actually being productive on one side of the ball, the offensive side specifically, is way better than losing while the defense is just holding a team to 10 points and we're not scoring. Absolutely. Totally agree. Yeah. How are you doing, Luke? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. It's the weather in Minnesota has finally fucking turned around. It's uh, winter. It's winter. It's snowed for the past like five days. <laughs> it's it started coming down on Monday and it has not stopped and coming it's down. Just, yeah, I've I've shoveled like 
four times already. Yep. Every time I go out and uh, I go out with Seb and I walk, and I'm like, how is this still happening? <laughs> yeah, it's it's annoying. I'm, it, incredibly, I'm, I'm pretty over it. But yes. It's also just like what it is up here. Right. You know. So I, th- I think this is going to be the snow that stays. Uh, yeah, I agree. There's always like that, like which snow is the snow that's going to be here forever. And I think this is it. I think so, too. It's going to be cold for the next like two weeks. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I do agree that this is going to be the snow that sticks around for the whole season. Yeah. yeah. So we've hit it. We found it. Uh, November is the time. Yeah, which is fine. We'll get a white Christmas. We'll get a white Thanksgiving. I right. have no problem with a white Thanksgiving. There we go. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's all good. But yeah, we're doing pretty well. Good. Overall. Glad to hear it. Just ready to be back. Yes, definitely. Speaking and ready, of me, ready for Thanksgiving next week. Honestly. I love Thanksgiving. As you should. I've said I think I've said it on the show before. It is my favorite holiday. Uh yeah, that's fair. Just just like the the actual like family and food part of it and not like the reason that Thanksgiving exists. <laughs> um yeah, sure, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the whole you the, know, you know, taking over someone's land thing. Not not ideal, but you being know. thankful, being with family, right. being thankful, eating that's lots of food. I'm all I'm all for that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, we don't have to celebrate why Thanksgiving exists. No, we don't. We just have to celebrate like the people that we're with and like the food that we eat and the football that we get to watch. Yep. Very excited. Vikings have the nightcap on. They do have the nightcap. Yeah. Okay. So Vikings Patriots is going to be the nightcap on Thanksgiving Day. Gotcha. Because so. the the Bills and the Lions are playing, they're probably the oh no the day game probably probably yeah, yeah. probably the first game and then Dallas uh-huh. and just, I don't know and whoever the fuck Dallas is playing yeah I don't know who Dallas is playing yeah but ooh, Bills Lions is gonna be rough uh, Dallas ooh Dallas is playing the Giants oh I kind of like that yeah that's not bad that's not bad at all that should be a good one that division is like weird they're really weird it's so weird how good that division I know is. right. The Eagles, I mean, they, I don't know, they stumbled against the Commanders. Um, and commanders are kind of sneaky. They are. Their defense is pretty good, they're, actually. They're 500 now. Yeah. After after beating the Eagles. After putting Heineke in. Right. Yeah. It, Who should have been the starter from the beginning of the season anyways. We the, all knew it. Them trading for Carson Wentz was the dumbest fucking thing. Yeah. It was so It dumb. was. It was the dumbest thing that yep. they could have done. Heineke is good. Yeah. Well, he's Good fine. enough. Heineke's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's good enough. He's better than Carson Wentz. He's for better sure. than Carson Wentz. I I can't even imagine. Like there can't be any debate. No, when not. when Wentz is healthy. No, there shouldn't be. If there is, that they're just shooting themselves in the foot. That's again. that's a real tank job right there. If they go yeah. back to Carson Wentz, totally. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't make any sense. But yeah, right. Thanksgiving football, great. It's mm-hmm. gonna be a great time. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Uh, but let's get into it. Eric, what are we drinking tonight? Yeah, so tonight I have a uh, black spiced rum punch by the Kraken. Um, I got it for free from work because mm. I work in adult beverage for Target and we get free stuff all the time. What a what a life. And it's awesome. What a life. Um, when your free shit, when the swag that you get from work is booze and not just, here's, here's a shirt. <laughs> yep, I don't get t-shirts. I get alcohol, which frankly is much better. Yeah, way better. Um, it's five percent ABV. It's nothing special. It's a it's an RTD. That's typically where they land. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's tasty. It's good. There tastes you go. like tastes like punch, kind of. Nice. And Kraken is good shit. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. How about you, Luke? Uh, I'm rocking just a glass of Screwball peanut butter whiskey tonight. It's the best. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. And it's just been sitting there, uh, staring at me, 
and I just keep being like, mm, not right now. Mm. And tonight I was like, right now. Right now. So I see you have the dough ball over there as well. I do. How yes. is that one? Screwball is better. Dough ball is good, though. Mm. Yeah. I prefer screwball. Dough ball is still a tasty thing. Yeah. Yep. Sounds good. I Yeah. I, I love screwball. It's like, it's just so easy. It is. It's easy drinking. Yeah. It's smooth. It's... Mm-hmm. I've had it on ice cream, which is a great way to do it. That's you just like scoop yourself some vanilla ice cream and pour like a shot of the screwball yeah. over top. It's an affogato, but for alcoholics. That sounds great. That's basically what it is. Sounds really fucking good. Um, but it's delicious. Um, so yeah, good. I'm glad you are enjoying your screwball. Yeah, it's really nice. Easy to drink. But let's get into it. Get into the NFL action that happened from the past week. Uh, talk about... Injuries. That's what this segment's going to be today. There's going to be lots of injuries in here. Yeah, news and injury segment is basically just injuries. But first off, we want to hit on the bye weeks that are coming up uh, for this week. We are we have four teams on bye. We got the Jaguars, the Dolphins, the Seahawks, and the Bucks. Um, all of these teams have guys. All of these teams have hitters. They do. Know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Jaguars. We're talking Christian Kirk and Travis Etienne. Etienne, pretty much. Yep. Um, Zay Jones sometimes hit or miss. If yeah. you, if you're desperate, you can throw him in your flex. And right. Get okay production yeah the dolphins everyone yeah except gasicki really yeah pretty much i mean you uh, got yeah, Tua, yeah. wilson i think mostert is also startable at this point yeah as a deeper flex now that wilson's right. there but then, um, well, but then waddle, waddle and hill, hill obviously yeah. are just like the world beaters oh insanely insanely talented yeah and two is one of the best fantasy quarterbacks right now in the league as well he's so, been awesome yeah um so yeah that seahawks you got kenneth walker you got DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Gino. Uh, Gino. Yeah. You can use Gino. Oh, he's a he's a QB one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you Gino's should be been, using Gino. He's been awesome. Yeah. Uh and then the Bucks, you've got I I default yeah. my brain wanted to say Brady, but like not Brady this year. The receivers are fine. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin have been good. Yeah. Godwin has had a really nice floor all mm-hmm. season. He has. He yeah. hasn't really touched a ceiling very much, but right. A very consistent 10, 11 points mm-hmm. every week. Right, exactly. Which is nice to have. It is nice to have, for sure. And then um, the running back situation, if it was a little bit more clear, you know, but uh, Fournette and Rashad White, it's kind of murky at the moment. I'm liking White moving forward. White's looking great, and he's been getting more and more involved. So He's been, he's been working his way into this backfield. Yeah. He's, he's definitely, if he's available somewhere on your, on your, like, in your league for some reason. Stash him. Get him. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand. Every analyst ever has been like shouting, like pick up a shot, white, pick up a shot, right? And he's still available in like forty five percent of leagues. Yeah. I don't. I don't uh, know how that's possible. I don't know. I must play with smart people because he's. I have not seen him since like week three. It's also league dependent in a way. Yeah. You know, where if you don't have enough like bench depth spots, mm-hmm. then you're like, well, I don't have well, someone I that I feel just like hanging on to him that I'm not going to play him. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you got like you got someone on the on the bench who's That's like fair. he's he's a better talent overall, so I'm not gonna cut this guy for uh money or running back that might pop off. Yeah, that's fair. He's yeah. worth stashing at this point though. For sure. I think yep. he could be a league winner in playoffs. If if you can afford it, definitely stash him. Yep. yep. Agreed. Um, so that's the buys. Um, a couple more actual news notes here. We've got Eno Benjamin getting cut by the Cardinals just like out super random out of nowhere. Like makes no sense whatsoever. Notification comes up and it's just like surprise roster cut. Eno Benjamin. Yeah. <laughs> done. I don't. I don't really know what that's about. Picked up by the Texans, which they're not going to use him because no. they Damian Pierce has been really good. Yeah. And they love Rex Burkett there. Right. It's, it was a weird pickup by the Texans. I mean, costs them very little. Uh, yeah, but eh. so. Eh. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. It's funny because like 
he got cut allegedly like the rumor is he got cut because like James Conner came back and they were like hey James Conner you're getting the work because you're our guy right and Benjamin was like fuck you I've been like playing pretty well yeah, yeah. Uh, which he had he, he had been. well yeah for sure uh, and then they just you know gave James Conner all the work and you know Benjamin was like go fuck yourself and they were like okay bye okay and then go fuck you too right and then he got picked up by a place where he won't get used yeah that's what happens when you throw a temper tantrum yeah I don't know <laughs> Children, unless, children, all un, these people. Unless the Texans are doing a really weird thing and being like, we want to save our rookie running back and not use him, even though he's our only productive offensive piece. Oh, God, I hope they don't. I really hope they don't, too. But now the now the possibility is there. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a, it's a weird pickup. Um, the other bit of news here, um, Buffalo and Cleveland are going to be playing in Detroit because they're going to get so much snow. Yeah. Feet of snow, multiple feet of snow in Buffalo projected to fall Friday and Saturday, and so they feel safer just moving the game instead of waiting and seeing for Sunday conditions. Yeah, because, I mean, realistically, that snow is just going to keep coming down forever. Lake effect is the realest thing. Yep, it And is. if we've had snow for five days straight here, that's going to work its way over to New York by the weekend. Oh, yeah, and it's going to be more intense. It's going to be way, way, way worse. So yep. they're just going to play in Detroit because why not? Right. Detroit's not there. Yeah. The, the stadium was available, so use it. Yeah. It's a dome. It makes sense. It doesn't... I don't think it really changes anything as far as, like, the home field or not. Buffalo's good enough to not really need the home field advantage right. against Cleveland. Yeah, but in terms of, like, weather effect for, like, running game or passing game, like, that's... Uh, there's no effect anymore because it's a dome. Yeah, it's probably plus bills in that case because yes. they're far... They're a passing team uh-huh, exactly. versus versus the run nature of the Browns. I think Browns lose a bit of edge here. Yes. I would Not that they that. were going to win anyways, but the spread probably opens up. I mean, weird things have happened, but yeah. Buffalo is going to be coming out guns blazing after the loss this past weekend. Yeah, they're going to be mad. Oh, they're going to be pissed. And I'm okay with that because <laughs> now they are in the rearview mirror on our schedule. Right, yeah. you already, Until you already... the Super Bowl. So yep. I'm happy enough with that. Right, you dealt with them the one time and now you just got to wait and see. I mean, I hope we play them again. Right, Because yeah. that means we're in the Super Bowl. Exactly. But uh, And that would be a good game. Yeah, game of the year number two, hopefully. Yes, that'd be wild. But that's it for general news. Not, yeah. not a lot. No, not a lot of general news. So we're going to move ahead into the injury segment, uh, and we've got a few big names to talk about here. First up, not a really big name, but this does impact the potential of all Carolina Panthers players. P.J. Walker got hurt with a high ankle sprain, uh, and so he's already been ruled out for this upcoming week, and Baker Mayfield has been named the starter, and so don't start anyone not named Deonta Foreman. That's correct, and that's that's really all there is to it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. With, with P.J. Walker behind center, D.J. Moore had actual, like, potential. To had be upside, productive. at yeah. least. With Baker down there? No. Yeah. D.J. was still, like, very iffy to start anyways. He had yes. two good weeks, and his upside was available with P.J., but it's gone with yep. Baker starting. Totally so. removed with Baker. So, yeah. It's yeah. four men or bust in Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew Stafford, next up on our list, uh, he was out um, this past Sunday, did not play with a concussion. He is out of the concussion protocol, so he should be good to go for their game this upcoming weekend. I don't yeah. know who they're playing. Rams have got it rough, and we'll talk more about that. It was bad. In a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Kyler Murray is next on our list. He didn't play on Sunday as well with a hamstring injury. Uh, he was a limited practice participant on Thursday, so trending in the right direction. You would like to see a full practice participation at least on Friday. I think especially with the nature of Kyler Murray's game. Yes. He's a constant runner, constant scrambler. He needs he needs his hammies. Yep. But uh, Colt McCoy also got hurt, so 
It's, yeah. you, roll, you roll forward to what you have. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, running backs that are on our list here. Khalil Herbert was placed on the injured reserve with a hip injury. He is out for at least four weeks. David Montgomery no longer has competition for touches in the Chicago backfield. Yeah, it's probably for the season. I know it's only for four weeks, but frankly, I don't see them running him back. Yeah, no reason to. soon, yeah. considering I think he's going to be the guy next year. He, I mean, yeah, he should be. Uh, they didn't pick up Montgomery's option, um, and they're not going to re-sign him, so Herbert should be the guy moving forward for right. Chicago. So, so yeah. don't risk it when no. you're going to miss the playoffs anyways. Yep, exactly. Uh, Leonard Fournette suffered a hit pointer. He should not miss any time, but if anything, this just strengthens the argument that Rashad White should be uh, getting the full workload in that backfield right now because Fournette's a little bit banged up. Yeah, I mean, very convenient timing for the bye week for yeah, it Tampa is. Bay yep. to get that figured out. But. So that Yeah, that is nice for sure. Um, so he'll get some rest, and then we'll, I don't know, we'll see after the bye week. What the, it should be white. Should I be. think it should be white. But. They were already ramping him up, and so now they have the bye week to get him like more involved in the game plan. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Which is typically what happens with rookies anyway. Right. After the bye That's week, true. they get more involved. He's the more dynamic player, too. He so is. He's just, he's just a better fit. Um, moving on, we have wide receivers here, and this is the biggest of the big names. I think of injuries all season. Maybe, maybe second biggest if you're looking at maybe Jamar Chase. Um, as like a top top level injury as well. Yeah, I mean you could you could throw Javante Williams into that mix just because of where he was getting drafted. Sure, um, sure, and yep. him being a full season like in week one. Yeah, so. or Brees maybe, but that's that's yep. a late that's a later draft. Right, um, more of an upside play. But Cooper Cup here, high ankle sprain. He is having surgery. He had surgery yesterday. Um, he's going to be on the IR. This typical this injury is typically a four to eight week recovery. But frankly, I. I kind of doubt he comes back. Yeah, I mean, we'll, the considering Rams, the Rams, I mean, considering the Rams are three and six, they're not going to be fighting for a playoff spot by the time Cup comes back. Right. Gosh, do not hurt your future. Do not hurt hurt your superstar any more than you have to. Oh yeah, for sure. You can't. Uh, you can't risk that. I just have a hard time believing that he will play the, again this year. But could be wrong. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's a competitor at heart, so maybe he he's going to want to get out there. But I think it would be wise to just leave him off. Uh, yeah, I think it would too. Um, we'll unless see. they get to the playoffs somehow. Yeah, unless their season magically turns around and, yeah. and they become competitors. If they're able to be make the playoffs, then I think we see Cup come back. Yeah. But if it's out of reach, I doubt it. Right. Uh, first week he's eligible to be back would be week 15 um, where they play the Packers. Uh, and then the remaining schedule is Packers, Broncos, Chargers, and Seahawks. So that final game, if they're in contention, could be very meaningful for the NFC West. That's true. Yeah, very much. Uh, next up here, we have Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, concussion, he's very he's questionable. He got absolutely lit. Wrecked. Up. Like, probably the biggest head-to-head hit I've seen this season so far. Um, hopefully, he's okay. Um, but yep. I expect him to miss this week. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, next up here, we have Jerry Judy. He has a left ankle injury. He is questionable. Um, apparently, it's been reported that it's fairly minor as far as injuries go, so a bit of a bullet dodged. Well, and, and um, especially after what it looked like because he got carted off very early on in that game. Um, it was a huge worry that he would be gone the rest of the season, but he just it's questionable. He hasn't been able to practice, so they'll take it easy with him probably. Yeah, probably. So maybe, maybe not worth watching if you have him. Um, Cortland Sutton maybe gets a little bit of a bump, but I, I think Dulcich is probably. probably the more likely beneficiary of this. Yep. 
Um, next up here, we have Mikol Hardman. He is going on to IR. So our next Chiefs wide receiver, um, he is going to be out for at least four weeks yep. um, by rule of going on IR. Right. Um, yeah, not good for the Chiefs. Uh, they're, they're struggling a little bit. Right, yeah. Uh, also of note, MVS, uh, Marcos Valdez-Scantling, uh, did not practice Wednesday due to an illness. He did return to practice Thursday and was limited, but... With those three guys, two of them being fully out, well, one being fully out, one in Juju not practicing yet, and then MVS being limited, Kadarius Tony is looking good right now. Well, he's looked good in the opportunities he's had as well. He looks explosive. He looks very fast. He's throwing blocks, which is something we never thought we'd see at a Kadarius yeah. Tony. Um, he likes being in Kansas City. He I gives think. a shit now. Yeah. Is the thing he didn't give a shit in right. New York, and he gives a shit now, and we're seeing it pay off. Yeah, the upside for Tony is unreal. Yeah, um, but I also think this opens up some doors for Pacheco. Uh, yes, it should. Very so, well, should. something to keep an eye on. Um, in Kansas City, all of the wide receivers are dead. So yeah. just be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we have DeAndre Hopkins. He has a hamstring issue. Um, he has not practiced yet this week, so. Um, that's definitely concerning. Um, Marquise Brown is like iffy to come back this week. He's mm-hmm. eligible to practice again this week. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But if it's, if they're running with Colt McCoy and I don't know, uh, yeah, I, it's, if it, he hasn't practiced yet, I doubt he plays this week. DeAndre probably. Hopkins. Yeah, probably. Uh, which Rondale Moore then would slot up. Um, yeah, the problem as... is like what happens with this situation is more has to go play outside right and that's not his game no it's not he's not effective when he plays outside and so i just i worry that kingsbury is going to do something stupid as hell with rondell Moore. what cliff do something stupid with one of his players no that's all i'm saying i i it's a it's going to be a james connor day uh yeah most likely yep because yeah i don't even, i mean greg dorch is oh god I forgot Robbie Anderson is on the Cardinals, and no, I just he, saw his name on the depth chart, and I was like, really. he, he shouldn't be a guy, but the fact I mean, that he's on the team. He'll be on the field, but, I mean, he's not worth starting in oh, any capacity God. whatsoever. Yeah, two weeks ago, uh, week nine against Seattle was 83% of snaps. Uh, last week against the Rams, down to 12%. That's because Robbie Anderson sucks. He's um, garbage. We can just move on from the Cardinals generally. They are... Yeah. A bit of a dumpster fire. Yep. Um, and then the last wide receiver we have on our list, Justin Jefferson, dealing with a toe injury. He's been limited at practice, but he's going to play. Uh, yeah, the Vikings will not go without him, and he won't go. I mean, he just won't allow them to let him sit. Yeah, big game this week against Dallas, so yep. gotta got to get that win. That's going to be a big one for seeding. Going to be huge, for sure. So definitely something that, that I guess to watch, but I expect Jefferson to play. He should. Um, and then last up here, we have some tight ends. Yeah, tight ends. First up on the list, Dallas Goddard suffered a shoulder injury. He went on IR. This is the dumbest fucking thing. Uh, Incredibly unfortunate that it happened. But it happened on a terrible face mask that the Mm -hmm. refs just flat out missed. Uh, He fumbled the ball, stopped the Eagles drive, and I I don't even know. Like, he got hurt and is out for four weeks at least. Yeah, it's a... it's a real bummer. Yeah. Because he's been really solid this year. He's been year. great. Yeah. He's, he's been very, very reliable. Mm-hmm. 
He's he's been one of the top tight ends. Yeah. So I don't even know is Trey Burton still with the Eagles? No, or is he's that not. Like really, a long time ago. Uh, yeah, that myself. was that was. I don't even know if Trey Burton is even in the league anymore, man. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm definitely. But no, the tight end situation that. in Philly, you've got Jack Stoll is the guy who's been the other like most frequently on the field tight end, but he's more of a blocker, and so the thought is it could be either Tyree Jackson or Grant Calcaterra. Uh, um, both of them, one of them, I know Grant Calcaterra is a rookie, um, mm. but he's at least more of a receiving threat, but it's going to be a three-way head, uh, at the tight end position now in Philly. Um, it's a big oof for them. He's, huge. he's like really important to what that offense does. Yeah. Um, I think this maybe opens up a little more consistency for Devonta Smith. It, yeah, it very well could. Yeah. Also, uh, is AJ Brown... He's a little banged up. Yeah. Yep. So worth worth monitoring on AJ Brown as well. He's he's a little banged up, but yeah. he's practiced so far this week okay. in, right. in a limited fashion. Uh uh-huh. But at least he's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. I, I recall near the end of the game, Quez Watkins was getting looks, and I was like, "Why are they throwing to Why? him and not Why AJ Quez? Brown?" <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, next up on the list, Zach Ertz suffered a left knee injury. His season should be done. He should be out for the rest of the year. Um, maybe career. He's pretty old. He is pretty old. He's getting up there in age for sure. Uh, we'll see. He's kind of a he's kind of a gamer. So yeah, he likes to keep going. Yep. Can't let his wife beat him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, he has to stay like active longer yeah. than she right. does. Yeah. You got to keep going. Yeah. yeah. You got to prove that you got to left. They're true competitors. The, t- the Ertzes. Yes, they are for sure. Um, but this opens the door uh, in in Arizona for uh, McBride. I believe his name is. Yep. Yeah. So rookie. We'll see. One of the higher touted rookies um, yes. from a tight end perspective. So. Right. Yeah. So definitely worth watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say stash him yet. Not quite yet. No. Wait and see. Uh, at least the involvement. But uh, final tight end we have on our list: Gerald Everett suffered a groin strain this past week. He's questionable. I think he may have limited practices in. Um, I believe so. so. Yeah. yeah. So. We'll see. Yeah, on the heels of that, uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams did also get limited practices in as well for the Chargers, so maybe things are turning around health-wise for them. Maybe. But, I think this Keenan thing is going to last a long time. We, I Actually, be. I feel really good about this one. We called this one right when it happened. We were like, this is going to linger for a long time. Uh, that's what it does with Keenan, though, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's most the, of the thing. Most of the time, he's able to like get passed it a little bit quicker this one just has stuck around for yeah he's he's a little older um hamstring issues typically stick mm-hmm. to older players a little longer we've seen it with julio we've seen it with lots of high level players yep um so i think williams is going to be back before keenan uh yeah I think which that. is wild because he had a high ankle sprain yeah it's crazy yep um but yeah watch that i guess with everett um See what happens. I mean, if he plays, he's definitely involved in that offense, but Eckler's the wide receiver one right now. Yeah, this week is probably your last hurrah with Josh Palmer. Uh, yes, probably. for sure. Yep. So that's what we've got for the injuries, and so we will move on into the recap of what happened in the league this past week. Uh, quite an exciting week. Yeah. Isn't it, Eric? Yeah, yeah, pretty good week. Um, first game up here, we have the big spread. Hashtag Trey Montgomery beating Team Rennie. 116.25 to 69.28. That's only about a 40-ish, 35-point spread. Um, so nothing too um, crazy there. No, nope. 45. Yeah. 45. I can do math. Here we go. Kind of. Quick maths. Um, I don't have to do it anymore. Um, that 69.28 is the low score on the week as well. Oof. Um, so not 
Not great. Not Rennie's having some trouble. He's got some injuries and stuff he's working through as well. Yeah, but. he's got injuries and he doesn't have a whole lot of depth. Yeah, it's it's been a rough go this year. Um, yep. But I know how that goes. So that you do. Uh, next up here we have Brees's pieces beating Return of the Cup one hundred nine point nine two to seventy five point five one. Prestige worldwide with the high score of one forty eight point two three, thumping up Chubb thumping one seventeen point five three. Um, next up here we have Copper Cup at 133.7 to Too Many Cooks is 120.06. Another good showing for me, just yeah. a poor matchup. Not but enough. It, yep. it is what it is. You know, it happens. Yeah, it does. Um, and then in our featured matchup of the week, Devante's Inferno edging out the Daft Punk tribute band 124.41 to 120.80. That is our short spread of the week mm-hmm. and only about four points. Um, Luke, what went right for you? What went right for me was Jalen Hurts, C.D. Lamb, and Josh Jacobs. That's what went right for me. Uh, Jalen Hurts with a 21.8-point week, though could have been much bigger if they were really struggling against the Commanders. They were. And uh, there were some drives that were just ended way too soon by too many players, Uh, Hurts included, with with a bad interception. Um, But C.D. Lamb with a career, career day. Great day. 150 yards, two touchdowns. Yep. Um, a couple things did not quite go your way. Cordero Patterson yep. is a big red flag. Not really sure what's happening in Atlanta right no, now. Yeah, no idea. Um, Kenneth Walker with a down day, but that's, I mean, that just happens sometimes. It does. You know, international game, weird, like the Bucks. I guess we're better in Germany uh, than they have been all season uh, stateside. Yeah, so. I mean, no concerns. He still has 80, 87% of the snaps, actually the highest snap share of his season so far. So yep. really nothing to be concerned about, just one of those games, right. you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, happens. And then Debo. What's, this, hap- what's happening with Debo this well, year? Well, I don't know because, like, the first few weeks, the first six weeks, he was really good. Safe floor, 10 points was his lowest, yeah. you know? And then uh, week seven... Uh, he kind of got hurt a little bit, 6.9 points, not great, was out for a week, and then the bye week, and then this past week, another 6.1 points. Um, still involved in the offense, but Christian McCaffrey is filling more of that gadget role that Debo had done the past two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's an interesting dynamic to see what, what Debo's going to be when he's just a receiver and no longer also carrying the rushing, right. the rushing side of things in yep. San Francisco. Yeah, exactly. Um, on the other side of the ball for Devante's Inferno, um, just pretty solid across the board. Nothing like sticks out too much other than Christian Kirk putting up 28 and Devante Adams putting up 24.1. Yeah. Um, Christian Kirk went off. This yeah, week. he did. Yep. He had a really good week. 105 and two touchdowns on nine catches. Yeah, that's that's great for Christian Kirk right there. He's wide receiver seven right now. Hey, he's he's putting it together. He's this had year. great weeks. Definitely worth the money. Apparently, yes. something that most of us would have doubted. Um, some interesting misses here. Jalen Waddle only getting eight point six against Cleveland, even yep. though Miami put up thirty nine points on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so interesting there. George Kittle one of two for twenty one yards. Yeah, really See, rough day. I don't know. Um, I don't know what's going on in San Francisco right the now. The San Francisco offense is strange because they're also seeing Elijah Mitchell out touch Christian McCaffrey. Right. Yeah. It's weird. It's Which really doesn't make a lot weird. of sense, but it's. Yep. I mean. They're winning games. They're doing what they need to do to be on the plus side. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's frustrating as a fantasy owner, I got to say. Uh, yeah, incredibly frustrating. Uh, and then on the wide receiver side of that San Francisco thing as well, um, Brandon Ayuk outsnapped Debo Samuel last week. Ayuk has been like sneaky good this yes. year. Yeah, he's actually their wide receiver one. Um, yeah. 
just no one wants to admit it. I think people are sleeping on Brandon Ayuk oh, this yeah. year. I think you could still probably, if your trade windows are still open, get him for pretty cheap. He's nine on sleeper. He's ninety percent rostered, but only sixty eight percent started. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and he's wide receiver seventeen in standard twenty in PPR. Yeah, yeah, he's been really solid this he year. He has been, um, but he's not in this matchup. Nope. Um, but really pretty much solid across the board. Chris Godwin, a good day, finally hitting a touchdown first mm-hmm. time in, in the year yeah. that he finds the end zone. Um, but with that same consistent, you know, eight targets, 70 yard right line. Yep. Yeah. Um, something you'd love to see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's the matchup. Very yep. close. Four Very point close. spread. Yeah. Um, Blake, he got it wrong. Yep. It did. happens. I'm sorry. I, I was hoping that I could send my my streak up to eight wins but uh things were looking against me my efficiency came back to bite me in the ass once again all good things we come talked to an end. we talked about it in yep. the chat my efficiency was not great i was just coming out on the right side of it and this time i did not nope not <laughs> just a little bit short this time but you know it is what it is yeah that's the thing when you have such a deep bench you can be you end up being more inefficient because players go off of the bench. Right. Yeah. And I, yeah, I got I got bench guys like Devonta Smith and Gabe Davis, who are two guys who can just absolutely pop off. Or Brian but, Robinson putting up fifteen right, points. Right. Brian Robinson. But would would you last going into the week have started any of those guys over Lamb, Debo, Evans, or Patterson, Walker, Jacobs? Absolutely not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's that's just that's the game, right? That's exactly. what we're doing here. Yep. That's the whole game. So um, great win, Jackson, um, taking the league lead in wins. Yep. Congratulations, um, Jackson. So congratulations on being eight and two so far. Um, that leaves our records at me being at three and four. Luke still six and zero oh on picks. So great work there. Yep. Um, Blake now two and one, and then Josh one and zero. Oh, Brett zero and one. Okay. Um, scoring down a little bit on average this week. Mm-hmm. Um, down about two point three percent. The average has been one sixteen. Um, on the season so yep. far yep and it's week 11 so it'll be down again this week uh because week 12 is going to be another pop-off week that's per, that's correct for the trends we should see a big drop this week in scoring yep. overall yep and we're starting out very well on thursday night first half of this game is still only seven six uh for both teams so. sounds about right yep. um current margin of victory leader is still copper cup from week six at 92.64 points and will um, that fall i don't think it'll fall no nah, i don't think so either yeah. um and then the streaks that we have procedural wide three game win streak so working his way into the right direction Devontae's inferno two as well mm-hmm. um and only two teams with losing streaks return of the cup at four games and team rennie at three games in a row so yep. they'll turn it around yep but sure. right now, it's not looking great. But Return of the Cup is a maybe turnaround because with maybe. the injury to Cup. Yeah, that does hurt a lot. And his wide receiver depth is not really there. Yep, that yeah. definitely is a big blow when you lose your best player. Yep. It's hard It's hard to recover from oh, that. Oh, very, but we'll very see hard. what happens. Yeah, we will. Anything is possible. It's true. I won a game. It's possible. You did, yeah. Yeah, the the uh, fecal chloroform curse will not befall you. I do you. not have to change my name to you fecal chloroform. Thank goodness. <laughs> we spoke about it, and then your team was like, "No, <laughs> no, we can. This cannot happen. We cannot <laughs> do this. We're not allowing it." Uh, waiver action in the league this past week. Not a whole lot of moves. One that we want to talk about. Jarek McKinnon uh, was picked up by you, Eric, for seven dollars. Only one other bid four dollars uh he's the running back who's been the most consistent in that backfield for kansas city yeah he's he's back on my team i had him a lot of last year as well um but yeah clyde is out of the picture he's he's done he's not gonna use it all anymore um pacheco is the lead guy and jake mckinnon is picking up passing work um so worth a stash something happens to pacheco this can become 
um, good for McKinnon. Yep. Um, yeah, just need a little bit of depth. Yeah, uh, past two weeks for Jarek McKinnon, uh, eight targets and six receptions both weeks, just more yards last week with 56 over uh, other than 40. Yeah, Which you'll take. Yeah, you will take that. So, so yeah, um, another bid on that one. Ehrman putting $4 up, but not quite enough. Nope. Um, and that's really it for major waiver. Washington got picked up as well, but defense. So Yeah, defense. Streams. They're playing Houston. So. That is what it is. And yep. Atlanta the week after that. Yeah, so a, probably a good stash for yep. the next couple of weeks here. Yep, you do like it. Uh, trade review, no trades, no reviews. So we are moving on into the power rankings. And there is a shakeup. Only one shakeup in the power rankings. Ooh. And it is at the bottom, but I am not last, not last anymore. anymore. <laughs> so I am very happy about that. Rennie, I'm sorry. You have moved down to the 10 spot. The basement has been, I guess, its j- tenants have changed. Yep. 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 I handed off the keys um, this week, and I do not intend to take them back. If there's anything I can do about it. Um, so, yeah, Team Rennie at number 10, Too Many Cooks at 9, um, Return of the Cup at 8, Chub Thumping at 7, Trade Montgomery at 6, Devontae's Inferno at 5. There's some issues. I mean, I wouldn't say issues, but the way the rankings are, looking mm-hmm. at Dynasty and those sorts of things, yep. um, even though he has the best record, there's some there's some things holding his team back from being the highest in the power rankings. Okay. Yeah. Eight and two record uh, in terms of points for he has the fifth most. Yep. On the wrong on the wrong side of the luck scale as well. Teams are if I remember correctly, teams are scoring typically like eight points below their average when they play against Jackson. Okay. Um, So that means he's going against easier teams, essentially. So that's that's why that's a bit of a blow. All right. Um, Number four, we have Brees's Pieces. Number three, the Daft Punk Tribute Band. Number two, Cover Cup. And number one, Prestige Worldwide with that strong dynasty ranking mm-hmm. carrying him. And the points. Scoring yeah, the lots point, of points. I mean, yeah. He's, he has the most points scored uh, in the league. That'll do it. And, yeah, tied for the second-best record with three other teams. <laughs> yep, that'll do it. <laughs> but, yeah. That's our power rankings. Not a lot of shaking this week, but... Not a lot. No, we're getting... I mean, we've, we're in a little bit of a groove right now with them. Um, so as long as teams to continue to perform as things have gone this season... There shouldn't be a huge shakeup. Yeah, I'm mostly comfortable with the methodology. Yeah. I think there's a couple of things that could be shifted a little bit. But no, that's that's a future power. It's a tweaking. Problem. It's a tweaking thing. Right, you just like tweaking a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you you want to tweak it to make it as good as it can be, uh, because you just don't want it to stagnate. Correct. Yeah. Yep. You want it to be as reflective of reality as possible. Exactly. That's what we love. Data. We Yay! Love numbers. Data. Uh, but that leads us to our matchup preview of the week. Um, we were looking at the hashtag Trey Montgomery squad going against Prestige Worldwide. That's our number six and number one in the power rankings. Ooh. Pre-game spread, though, only two points, yeah. and it's in favor of Trey Montgomery. Right, and it has maintained that spread pretty much uh, during this game so far on Thursday night as it has been happening. Um, as we just mentioned, it's been kind of lackluster, as Thursday nights have been. Yep. Yep, that's true. Derrick Henry with five uh, about at halftime. Yep. Um, Aaron Jones with a 1.6. Not not great. Not great. Not ideal. No. A highly defensive match. Uh, who would have fucking thought? I no don't one. know. No one would have thought. No. So let's run this down. Uh, quarterbacks, we've got Lamar Jackson on the Trey Montgomery side and Josh Allen on Prestige Worldwide. What a fucking matchup. Good matchup. Yeah. Who are you taking? Uh, okay, Lamar Jackson, the Ravens are playing the Carolina Panthers, um, so that's an incredible matchup. You'll love to see that. 
Uh, Josh Allen, the Bills are playing the Cleveland Browns in Buffalo, or not in Buffalo, in Detroit, in Detroit is what, yeah, would have been in Buffalo, but, right. yeah, you know. Snow. Right. Uh, Let's hit now for 300 Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> what a pull. Um, but, yeah, here I think, I mean, I got to go with Josh Allen. It should be close because uh, Carolina's defense is Garbo and the Ravens are coming off of a bye, so they're well-rested. Um, but we don't know the status of Mark Andrews. If he'll play, that does impact Lamar Jackson's game for sure. Uh, yeah, I agree. Jackson been a little down in the last few weeks. Um, 16, 21, so those are solid, but 10, 15 before that. So not like the ceiling we typically see at a Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to go with Josh Allen. He's the best quarterback in the league. It's yeah. kind of undisputed, um, but I think Lamar Jackson can still hold his own in this matchup. Yes, he, he definitely should be able to, but I think Josh Allen comes out on top uh, between these two. Agreed. Next up, running back, Saquon Barkley on Eric's side and Aaron Jones for Blake. Um, I think going into this matchup, I thought, it you know, I would have gone with Saquon for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, me too. Right now, halftime in the game, like you would think Aaron Jones would have a little bit more points, but that's not taking that into account. Yeah, not taking that into account, I still take Barkley. I mean, yes. frankly, if I was redrafting today, he'd probably be main one. Not Eckler? Maybe. Okay, maybe Eckler. Just because, I mean, Eckler had the bad first three weeks of the season, but since then he's popped the fuck off. And Yeah, and that's true. Maybe nuclear. maybe Eckler, but Barkley is one or two. Barkley has had probably the best floor he for sure of any floor. of the running backs that have come out. He has the best usage, too. They're yes. using him on, like, every possible scenario. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's got to be Barkley here. Jones has played very well this season. Yep. Um, but... It's Barkley for me. Yeah, definitely got to be Barkley. And they're going up against the Lions, so juicy. Yep. Juicy as hell. Uh, Next running back matchup, we've got Derrick Henry on one side, and we've got Jonathan Taylor on the other side. Uh, Henry and the Titans right now are going against the Packers, and Jonathan Taylor and the Colts are going up against the Eagles, and an angry Eagles team at that coming off of their first loss of the season. Yeah. Um, Very tough matchup for Jonathan Taylor. However, I think he's kind of back. I mean, he, he had seems a... a little bit like he's over his injury. Yep. This, this team has rallied somehow around Jeff Saturday. Not sure what the fuck happened there. <laughs> I, guess that, I guess that's a piece of news we didn't talk about. Jeff right. Saturday is the interim coach for well, the Colts, and it makes no fucking sense. We didn't talk about it because, yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, why? Why? But then know. they came out uh, this past weekend and looked way better than they have all season. Granted, against the Raiders. That's true. The Raiders are a dumpster. So, But... That being said, this matchup is too hard. I think going into this game, I would have taken Derrick Henry over a somewhat porous Green Bay run defense. Yeah. Their pass defense is quite solid, but their run defense has been a little lackluster this year. Yep. Um, and Derrick Henry's a beast. I, I would take Derrick Henry here before this game started. Uh, but yeah. I think it's close. I think it's close as well. Um, I think I... Yeah, I would have gone. I would have taken Henry as well with this one. You know, going into this matchup, I mean, I think there's still time for. There's a whole other half, and we know what Derrick Henry can fucking do in one half. So, especially the second half. Yeah, exactly. Because um, he just wears people down. Uh, but yeah, you take Henry because Green Bay's defense. I mean, they've looked better, but overall, still not great. Yeah, yeah, missing a little bit versus that very stout Philly defense. Yeah, and they just signed in Dom- uh, Dominican Sue. Uh, to shore up that defensive line. Won't play this week, probably. but Probably not, but, you know, he doesn't give a fuck sometimes. True. 
<laughs> we'll see. Most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. Next up here at the wide receiver slot, we've got Chris Olave for Eric going against Justin Jefferson for Blake. Um, it's JJ. It, yeah. It's it's J it's Jefferson for sure. His best receiver in the league. Yes. Now that cups out. Uh yes. Yeah. Like I, I there's no one I would start above him. Diggs. No. 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 All right. Diggs has been great. I would take Jefferson. I I mean that's yeah, I would too. And I can't name another receiver because like that's the closest one I could think of. That's a good two though. That's a good number two. Right. I like it because Diggs is Diggs has been fantastic. He has been this yeah. year. But Jefferson is uh, insane. Insane. Yeah, he's incredible. Yep. Um, Not to take away from Olave, who's had a very solid season so far this year, though there's a little bit of concern because Jarvis Landry is back and the the volume seems to be a little less mm-hmm. um, without Landry. He's been he's been very solid floor all season long. Yes. There's not a lot of ceiling for Chris Olave so no, far. No, yeah, season. there's really not. Yeah, I mean, only two touchdowns on the year. Um, but he has a whole bunch of, whole bunch of catches. whole bunch of catches. So, yeah. Um, next up here, we have Rondale Moore for Eric going against Terry McLaurin for Blake. Um, now that Heineke is in the offense, I got to go Terry. And because we don't know the quarterback situation and or wide receiver situation in Arizona, that changes a lot for Rondale Moore. If he it has does. to play outside, nothing. Yeah, I don't I don't trust him if he has to play outside. The past three weeks, he's been great because he's been, play, he's been able to play in the slot. Uh, 19.9, 10.9, and 13.9. He likes the point nines apparently. Um but Terry McLaurin with Tyler Heineke at the helm, 15.8, 14.6, a little down with 8.1 against Minnesota, but then back up to 17.8 against Philly. And they're going up against the Texans this week. Yeah. Um, so I, I also take Terry McLaurin here. Well, and the uh, targets are way up. Oh, way up. Yeah. 8, 8, 9, and 11 over the last four. I mean, he's just like, he gets the looks when Heineke's out there. Yes, because Heineke understands that he's a good receiver. Heineke he knows actually, that he's the best receiver right. on the team. And he can actually fucking throw the ball to him. Yep. yep. Agreed. Uh, next up at the wide receiver position, we've got Cortland Sutton on Eric's side and Joshua Palmer on Blake's side right now. Um, Josh Palmer, I mean, as long as he's been the one, you know, been okay. 10.2, uh, prior to the bye week, uh, and then 15.6 in week nine against Atlanta down week, 5.9 last week, but still had eight targets. Yeah. Yeah. You like, you'd like to see it. There's a lot of question marks about what's going to happen here, um, in LA, um, yes. with the healthy wide receivers. Um, and Sutton is going against Vegas. Vegas gives up so much. Russell Wilson's one good quarterback week was the week that they played Vegas earlier this year. Um, I think he does it again. And Jerry Judy will not play, most likely. Probably not. I mean, probably Sutton's going to get all the work. So I, it'll be Sutton and it'll be Dulcich, uh, and that'll be it. And so, yeah, I... I feel like a good Cortland Sutton week should be coming. Yep. I'm on Sutton here as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Too many questions in LA, although I have enjoyed Josh Palmer over the last few weeks. They are going up against Kansas City, so divisional game could be weird. Herbert does pop off against Kansas City. Uh, I just don't know if it'll be Palmer that will be the beneficiary of that popping off. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, next up in the tight end slot, we've got Pat Fryermuth for Eric's team. Um, again, going against Dalton Schultz for Blake's team. Um, gosh, I think that's probably Schultz, but I haven't. I, Muth has done better the past over the last weeks, few weeks. Past three weeks have been have been much better for Muth. Eleven point five, seven point seven, and five point six. Now the numbers don't sound great, but from the tight end position, that's pretty good. And you targets at nine, seven, and seven. Right, you like to see that. Yeah, uh, but Dalton Schultz, on the other hand, seven point four, ten point four, and fourteen point four. He is healthy. 
now, and he is involved in this offense with Dak Prescott behind center, and Dak loves throwing to Dalton Schultz. I mean, last week alone, eight targets, six receptions for 54 and a touchdown. Um, it's a perfect safety blanket. Yeah, incredible safety blanket. I got to go with Dalton Schultz here. Yeah, I think it's Schultz, and yeah. I, I'm not sure how close it actually is. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, Schultz is like, he's one of the more trustworthy weapons for Dak right now. You got CD, you've got Pollard, and then you've got Schultz. You can't really trust Gallup or Brown right now. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yep, agreed. Um, next up here in the flex spot, we've got David Montgomery Ooh. for Eric, which Ooh. we just talked we talked about the implications of Montgomery being there. Uh-huh. Um, going against James Conner on this is Blake's a side. Good matchup. It is a good matchup. This is a really good matchup. And I'm gonna matchup. let you pick it first because I don't know what I'm gonna do. That's fair. I mean, I gotta look at this. Okay, so the Cardinals are going up against the 49ers and the Bears are going up against the Falcons. Uh one of these matchups is in a dome, uh, as the Bears are in Atlanta. Uh David Montgomery. Overall, disappointing season for where you were drafting him. He's the running back 33 in standard and PPR right now because Khalil Herbert has been super involved in this offense. Yep, true. And Montgomery just flat out has not been super effective running the ball this year. Um, That being said, no Herbert. Fields is looking great. And they're more comfortable. I think Montgomery... Montgomery definitely gets much more involved and they actually use him in the passing game this week. Uh... Connor with the Cardinals situation he should be like the main weapon that they use I think I'm still going to slightly go with Montgomery here just on the increased usage uh and and Atlanta's defense being trash yeah my big my big concern um is the San Francisco defensive line plugging up Connor yes um because that's really gonna have to be Arizona's game plan is using James Conner mm-hmm. given all the injuries that they have no tight end no DeAndre Hopkins probably no Marquise Brown um, really just lack of talent on the outside yeah um, they'll be able to stack the box against Conner I, I think it's gonna be a tough day for him I'm, I'm gonna go with Montgomery mm-hmm. yep but I yep. do like this matchup it's a great matchup, matchup. matchup. I mean I like it should it. be very close and there's potential for both of these guys to just fucking pop off and have massive weeks yep um at which point anyone's game but I think Montgomery just has a slightly better chance without Herbert in the backfield now yep I agree with that yep. kicker position we have Tyler Bass on Eric's side and we have Daniel Carlson on Blake's side uh Carlson still a great kicker Bass Still also a great kicker. Yeah, it's kicker six and seven here. So. Yeah, right. Um, Mile high for... Um, Ooh, that helps a lot. Daniel Carlson. That um, helps a lot. I think I'm going to go there. Uh, yeah. Mostly because the Denver defense is good. Um, it's bend, not break. It'll it'll let you get down there, but it won't let you score touchdowns. Um, yeah. It keeps, te- it keeps them involved in the game, even when the offense is so bad. Mm-hmm. I think Carlson's going to get a lot of somewhat deep opportunities. Um and he's a good kicker. So yeah. I'm going to take Carlson. Yep, that's fair. Bass, uh, if this game was going to be happening in Buffalo, I would feel much worse about it. Now that it's in a dome in Detroit, Correct. I feel a whole lot better about it. Um, but we talked about Buffalo coming into this game pissed off. They're not going to want to kick field goals. Uh, and Cleveland's defense doesn't have the capacity to stop Buffalo's offense. Agreed. So they're going to be getting into the end zone at will. It'll be a whole lot of extra points for Bass, I think. Uh, Carlson has more field goal potential, especially at mile high. At mile high, so I'll go with Carlson. Yeah, last time that they played Denver, and this was in Vegas, um, he got three extra points and four field goals. All right, so all right. You like to see that? Hang on, I'm looking at last season. 
because last time he kicked in Denver. Sure. <laughs> uh, he got 11 points, four field goals, or four extra points, and three field goals. Sorry, two field goals on three attempts. Yeah. So he missed one. He missed one. But yeah, I think it's Carlson here, but yep. both good kickers. Yeah. So. And finally, defensive matchup. We have the Broncos on Eric's side, and we have the Commanders on Blake's side. The Broncos going up against the Raiders, and the Commanders going up against the Texans. Both of these defenses have incredible streaming matchups yes. for this week. Yes, they uh, do. The Broncos defense uh, faltered a little bit last week. They've been a little bit up and down, but overall have been a very solid defense for fantasy purposes and for real-life purposes um, because I think, what, they've held opponents to less than 18 points every single game and yet it's still been a nail biter because the offense has been so trash the commanders overall have been much more down than up they had a great performance against the eagles Mm. last week but i wonder if that's just division matchup and they had the upper hand a little bit i'm gonna throw something at you do it chase young is starting this week he's actually back now yes okay cool i'll take the commanders (laughs) yes i will too i think he's gonna be angry i think He's going to give this Houston offensive line a ton of problems. Yes. They've had decent pressure already mm-hmm. over the last few weeks. And so adding a guy like Chase Young into the mix, fresh Chase yep. Young. Yep. Knowing, game over. Knowing he's back, that sealed it. Yep. I'm going to take Washington <laughs> because of Chase Young. Yes, exactly that. Yeah. He's a monster. He's the same reason beast. you would take Pitt because of TJ Watt. Exactly. Yep. Which... Pick up pit defense if you can, yeah. and you're in a defense. With T.J. Watt, they're averaging 18 points a game. Without, they're averaging two. I would say pick them up. <laughs> I would say be hesitant on starting them this week because Cincinnati has gotten much better since week one, but also, like, it's T.J. Watt. You put know? 26 on them in week one. I know. That's the thing. No Jamar Chase. Yeah. I like pit defense this week, too. Yep. As long as T.J. Watt's there, love it. Anyways, we're not talking about Pitt. We're talking about this. I'm and we're talking about this matchup, and it's time to pick a winner. Which side are you on? Oh, man. It's That's, tough. It is kind of a tough one. Yeah. Um, Eric's team has just has just gotten the short end of the stick on more matchups. I mean, he's 4-6, and six, but his team is, is really pretty good. Yep, I agree. Um, I think I'm going to go with Eric's team, actually, here. Um, I love the running back. Um, discrepancy here running back stack. for the starter running backs, especially yeah. Saquon, Derrick Henry. And then even in the flex, I think Montgomery's going to have a better day than Connor okay. um, this week. And I think for for the running backs alone, that's going to be enough for me um, to pick Eric here. All right. Yeah, totally. Also fair. namesake, Eric and Eric. We have to stick together. The Eric's have to stick together. Yeah, that's, right. that's, that's, that's fair. That makes sense. Um, I'm going to go with Blake here. Uh, on the back of Josh Allen, Jonathan Taylor, who might struggle against his Eagles defense, but I mean, that offense still just goes through Jonathan Taylor. 100%. Yeah. Um, so they're going to go for him. J. Jeff McLaurin and then Dalton Schultz, I think. I think there's too many super high ceilings on Blake's side um, for me to go the other way right now. Yep, I agree. I think the ceilings are higher on Blake's, but I think the floors are higher on Eric's. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's totally fair. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm going to go with the ceiling play. You're going to go with the floor so, yeah. play. We'll Split see what decision. It, yeah, we'll see what happens. We um, know how that's gone so far this year. Well, I mean, right, but the shoe has to drop at some point. Does you it? Know? It does. <laughs> Maybe. Right? Well, I don't know. We'll see. You could be the 72 Dolphins. We'll see. 
but but just playing much less games because yeah, I've right. had so many so many weeks where I haven't been here. Correct. Right. <laughs> just like take some weeks off when you're like worried you can't get the pick right. Right. I see the strategy. I see what's happening. What? Well, I'm, I'm not doing that. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've got our decisions. We do. Yep. Both of you feel free to prove us wrong mm-hmm. as we picked both of you. Both of you feel free to prove us right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but more Blake proved me right than Eric proved Eric. Yeah, right. sure, fine. Yeah, you know. No. <laughs> Go Eric. <laughs> uh but yeah, that's the matchup. That's what we have for the show this week and that's yeah, that's our final segment. Eric, do you have anything else you would like to add? I do not. All right. Well, with that, this has been another episode of the Fantasy Blue Walls podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. And with that, have a good night, have a good day, and have a good week. Good luck. Good luck.